0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I read an interesting short piece this morning by economist Don Boudreau, who writes at a website called CaféHayek.com, and it's just a small concept that, that fits well into this very important discussion we're going to have in a moment. Don's concept was... Well, not his idea, but from a book that he was recently reading, that over the years since the creation of socialism, with each new generation of socialists, they always come up with an excuse as to why or a, or a so-called explanation as to why their version of socialism is different and why their version of socialism is will work and not cause the death and suffering that, some, that, that every other previous dalliance with socialism has caused. And the point there is that, as somebody once said, history may not repeat itself, but it rhymes. When we look at what's going on in America today, the rioting in the streets, the Black Lives Matter and Antifa movements and all this sort of thing, there is... A similar analysis, perhaps, to be made, and by far the most interesting analysis that I have read is by my next guest, Angelo Codavia He wrote a piece for the Claremont Review of Books called Millenarian Mobs. Angelo is a senior fellow of the Independent Institute. He is professor emeritus at Boston University. He's a former foreign service officer and a senior staff member and former senior staff member of the Senate Intelligence Committee. He's written 15 books. The latest, America First, John Quincy Adams' Teaching for Our Time, will be published early next year. Angelo, good morning. Thanks so much for being here. Good
1: morning.
0: This is um, a kind of piece that I love reading and that I wish would be out there in the world more often in more places in the sense that it really makes you think And really reminded me that almost nothing is truly sui generis in this world.
1: (laughs) Well, people are people. (laughs) Always have been.
0: I would love for you to just define, as we get started here, what is a millenarian movement?
1: Well, it is a movement of people who uh, believe that uh, what they are doing Will erase uh, evil completely uh, and bring on uh, uh, the either thousand year or perpetual eternal uh, reign of uh, goodness and light.
0: Is it? I, I don't want to go too far off on the same tangent, but as a guy who researches this and writes about this, as as you do, um, do you find it astonishing? Or just part of the human condition that people. That this sort of thing happens. That it happens repeatedly.
1: That people don't well, learn. Look, look, look. Let me tell you where it doesn't happen. Where it doesn't happen at all, and that's uh, anywhere outside of Western civilization. Hmm. This is a this is a peculiarly Western disease. Uh, to be specific, a, a Judeo-Christian disease. Because there is a strain in uh, Christianity and Judaism um, that uh, that um, speaks of uh, relief from the human condition, and um, is, although this is most well, certainly not the the uh, the, uh, the orthodox uh, view of Christianity or Judaism, uh, it it is part of it, and um, uh, lots of people over the centuries have become. Uh, infected by this, uh, uh, this hope and uh, they have behaved in more or less the same ways. They've decided that, uh, that um, by joining this uh, movement, this hope, uh, they, would, um, dis- they would dispense themselves from normal limitations. They would uh, give themselves the, the right and assume the duty to um, uh, reform others uh, or to kill them.
0: I, I don't consider myself to be a completely ignorant person, uh, but in your fascinating piece for the Claremont Review of Books, and folks, again, go to ClaremontReviewOfBooks.com and, or, or just do a, an online search for millenarian mobs and find Angelo's piece. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote you to you here, Angelo. You write, history records dozens of long-forgotten names of movements, pastoral, flagellants, cathars, free spirits, ranters, and of individuals such as Tanchelm, Gio, Giacuccino de Fiore, (laughs) Thomas Munzer, (laughs) and Jan van Leiden. I've never heard of any of these, and I'm not a complete moron. I'm a a bit of a moron. But can you just pick one or two of these groups and or people and just tell us a story?
1: Uh, The last one one you mentioned, uh, John uh, John van Leyden. If you go to the city of Munster in, in, in Germany, and you look up at the the spire of the cathedral, you see a little cage. That is where the the remains of John von Leyden were uh, were hoisted have the, the birds picked them apart. So hmm. much, so much the, the good citizens of Munster um, thought of John von Leyden. He uh, he led a uh, a group of uh, Reformers eh, in mostly peaceful protest, mostly <laughs> peaceful. Nothing. <laughs> they uh, they ravaged the countryside. They um, it took uh, an army uh, to um, uh, to stop all all that. Uh, the uh, these movements begin this all pretty much the same way. They, uh, somebody notices uh, some evil that is going on. Some shortcoming of of, of government, um, a plague, something major, and they say, you know, it doesn't have to be this way. I know that if you give power to people like myself, why we can wipe away all of this forever. Now, uh, the, uh, uh, the the main point of of my article was that this uh, this way of thinking uh, became easily secularized uh, in in subsequent centuries. And uh, the the modern um, ideologies of uh, of socialism and uh, especially Nazism and and, uh, and communism uh, come straight out of this um, of this tradition. Um, much of their language is the same. The uh, and above all, the behavior of of their leaders is uh, pretty much the same. Uh, they start out by by preaching um, uh, abstinence and and um, uh sort of austere morals mm-hmm. and then they they themselves engage in uh, all of the things that uh, they tell other other people not to do uh why well because they, they 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 comma having purified themselves now have the right to lord it o- o- over others you see this uh Look, the the, the, the current um, uh, campaign by some ver- so-called virtuous people to uh, uh, to rid the world of the coronavirus by making people wear stupid masks uh, and then penalizing them if they don't is is another way of saying, look, we are more virtuous than you. We have the right to rule over you, mm-hmm. and uh, you have no right to say other to say anything otherwise. And anything you say simply cannot. Cannot stand because why? Well, because we are the virtuous ones. Right. Uh, who says so? We do. <laughs>
0: we do. And if you don't like it, we're going to beat you or kill you or something. Yeah, yeah, you're right, um, right,
1: right. We will hurt you. We're going to, at the very least, we're going to hurt you.
0: Right. Uh, my very special guest, Angelo Cotovia, Senior Fellow of the Independence Institute and Professor Emeritus at Boston University. And And after this conversation, Folks this will be up on the blog at rosskaminski.com with a link to Angelo's piece at the Claremont Review of Books called Millenarian mobs. I want to follow up at least on two things you said there Angelo. First, uh, as you go through the fascinating history in your article going back to the Middle Ages of some of these movements, clearly these tended to be uh motivated by individuals interpretation of the commandments of the Bible. I don't mean the Ten Commandments. But, That's, right. But the, That's right. right. That's right. And and so y- yeah. you talked about how this kind of thinking, this kind of movement is easily secularized. How How is right. that? How did it go from being a, a more religious kind of mindset to the people now who are this way? They're not just not religious. They're actually anti-religious.
1: Well, no, 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 no. What they've done is they've made their own religion. Or They made it their
0: own religion, right. <laughs> they made it their own religion. Yes.
1: Um, yeah. How does that work? Well, uh, you simply uh, look. If you uh, set yourself up as the interpreter of um, transcendental right, um, it really doesn't matter whether the thing that you are supposed to be interpreting uh, is uh, is the God of, of the Bible or simply one. An idea of your own creation, because you're it, and that's the main thing. You see, look, uh, look at black. The the one way you can tell what's what's going on is that uh, uh, the the movement uh, instantly stops being about the things that it says it's about, Mm -hmm. uh, and becomes about the power of those who run it. Uh, I mean, look at Black Lives Matter. It has nothing to do with blacks uh, anymore. Any more than envir- 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 extreme environmentalism it has anything to do with the environment, uh, it has to do with the, with, uh, the power of certain people and uh, the, uh, the crushing of, of the evil ones. We are the good; you are the bad. Screw you. Mm-hmm. How okay? So I mean, <laughs> and, and and the, the goodness and the the degree of goodness and badness is um, extreme. You see, the, the distinction is total. It's not; these are. We're not talking about degrees right. of right and wrong. We're talking about uh, absolute right, absolute wrong, and uh, therefore absolute right to crush the wrong.
0: This may be a bit of an outgrowth of the progressive movement, which. Oh no! No! It, no! 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 no. no I, I, let me. Just, the
1: progr- the progr- uh, Excuse me. The progressive movement is part of that.
0: Yeah. I, l- let me let me reword what I was going to say a little bit. So when we look yeah. at today's today's radicals that we're talking about, one of the characteristics of the progressive movement is this a deep-seated belief that they're smart and everybody else is stupid. And right. I, I was curious, because you, so you talk about how a lot of these millenarian movements have gone from religious, at least based on traditional religion, to more secularized. It's also gone, as you describe, from people who were... Um, more lower class uneducated to at least many of the people now being economically Uh, upper class and highly educated. How does that change happen?
1: uh, No, well, no, no, no. Uh, It it was always that way. You always had uh, semi educated people at the head of these things. These things were never, um, look, after all, people are moved by words and, um, you always had people uh, leading these things who had some acquaintance with um uh with scripture, uh, with uh with the things that others thought authoritative. They presented themselves as more knowledgeable than thou. And I mean that was that's always been so. Mhm. Uh, so so there there's no difference there. Uh members of the that, that's just what we've got today. I mean, you don't have highly intelligent people. No, you have people who have been <laughs> who have been around the university and picked up the uh, the um, what is so what is most easily picked up.
0: One of your uh, one of the sections in your uh, in your peace millenarian mobs um, is entitled Suicide of the West. Uh, I think uh, Jonah Goldberg has a book of that that title as well. Do do you think that what's going on right now is likely to be more long-lasting in impact or more destructive and long-lasting in impact than any of those other movements that you wrote about, a few of which I've heard of and many of which I haven't?
1: You know, uh, of course, that's impossible to tell. Uh, but it all depends on uh, the uh, the reaction look in their time these were no small things mm. uh these were the, these were the biggest wars of the middle ages in europe uh the wars caused by these people mm-hmm. were the biggest wars of the time and it was very easy to assume it w- would have been very easy to assume that uh, these people were the end of civilization mm. and <laughs> and they might have been except that um uh, their opponents stepped up and eventually crushed them. And and um, uh, I, I don't want to minimize this. Uh, it, t- it took killing uh, an awful lot of people to, to stop all this nonsense. Now, the mobs, the mobs scatter, all mobs scatter. Uh, they always have, they always will. Uh, but the, the leaders who truly believed um they had to be killed. There was no other way.
0: Do you think there is,
1: uh, and you I mean John uh, von Leyden <laughs> well, yeah. just to make an example? You know, they they they, um, they tortured him, et cetera, et cetera. They tortured him to death, and then uh, they uh, say so they put him in a the remains in a cage and lifted it up to the top of the cathedral spire, and there it sits today.
0: Yeah, that's remarkable.
1: <laughs> um
0: these days it seem it seems that some of the leading institutions in the country, go, many parts of government and media are unwilling or unable yeah. or sympathetic yeah. to standing up against yeah. the mob. Is there a historical parallel before. for it, that as well?
1: Yes. Yes, 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 of course. Uh this uh, this happened back then as well. Uh, and you and you had the reason why the wars uh, were as as um, widespread and big uh, as they were is not simply that the the size of the mobs grew but that the uh, uh, the leaders of these uh, movements hooked up with uh, some of the noblemen and um, the noblemen uh, used these alliances for their own purposes. Hmm. And so uh, that's how they that's how you had armies against armies. Wow, it wasn't just mobs, right so, no, no, no no, I mean uh, politicians have always been politicians, you know, looking looking for an edge, and uh, these movements are you know uh, provided some edge against their opponents Uh, it's not for for a lot of these it wasn't a matter of principle it wasn't a matter of right of belief it was just a matter of convenience
0: just about out of time but given your historical study of these kinds of movements and with the understanding that there's a very wide range of what these things looked like and how long they lasted and all that do do you have any prediction uh, uh you know Big scale, large scale, macro level prediction based on your understanding of history about what Americans might expect from BLM and Antifa in these mostly peaceful protests and the and the movements that are behind them.
1: Uh, well, uh, all right. Here's the main point: uh, BLM and Antifa themselves are tiny things, and they are significant only insofar as you have. They really the main power structure of the country, uh, using them. Now they, in other words, BLM Antifa are not the problem. The problem is the Democratic Party, which has decided, for its own reasons, to ride these tigers, um, you know, uh, to use these tigers as an adjunct to Hmm. crushing their own opponents. So uh, I mean, don't look, don't look at um, at the mobs as. themselves the main problem yeah they are what they are and and one one can understand them in historical context but if you want to understand what is going on right here right now and then what makes it significant don't look to them look to the people who are using them wow
0: angelo codavia is a senior fellow of the independent institute professor emeritus at boston university former senior staffer of the senate intelligence committee and the author of 15 books, his uh, newest America First, John Quincy Adams, Teaching for Our Time, will be published early 2021. Uh, Angelo, thanks for your time. Thanks for making me think a lot, and uh, and I, I really appreciate you, and I look forward to having you back.
1: Uh, you're welcome. Bye-bye.
0: Bye. Uh, wow. All right, this is going to be up on the blog in a little bit. You've got, 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 got to read this article. It's called Millenarian Mobs. Again, the link will be up on the website.